Balls and Beards podcast episode number four. Welcome back everybody. Sports guy Chris. I am here once again with my good friend Mikey. How's it going everybody? And we are super excited today guys. We have our NBA preview for you. We're going to run down the Eastern Conference. We're going to run down the Western Conference. We're going to go through. We're going to give you our picks who we like. uh, Improved teams. Maybe not so improved teams and so on and so forth. We've got you covered all the way through. So today we are going to start it out with the East Eastern Conference, excuse me, and our full preview there. We're going to give you the rundown. I'd like to start with Mikey today and turn it over to him. Mikey, sir, I would like you to jump in and give us all your thoughts on what the Eastern Conference is going to look like for this 2021 NBA season. Mikey, the floor is yours. Oh, thank you, Chris. All righty then. All right, guys. So here's what I think is going to happen in the Eastern Conference. Um, I think the uh, I think that your Milwaukee Bucks, actually, Chris, are going to uh, take the number one seed uh, in the Eastern Conference. Ooh, I think uh, right. getting Giannis uh, to agree to that five-year extension, everybody collectively in Milwaukee decide let out a collective breath and a sigh of relief absolutely and um i think that uh, they are going to be the team to beat once again in the eastern conference however i think that they are going to have some serious competition um i i think when it comes down to it trailing and nipping at their heels i do think that philadelphia is going to end up in that number two seed in the eastern conference i think that the moves that they made are going to propel them to that number two spot. Um, and part of the reason is is that um, Doc Rivers is a proven coaching commodity. Um, he didn't True. he struggled a little bit uh, with the Clippers the last few seasons. I think he got a little stagnant. Um, I think that roster uh, with the Clippers last year was kind of thrown together and while you had the names, you didn't have necessarily the cohesion. I think he's going to be able to coax that out of Philly. I think that there's some still some question marks with regards to how Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons can play together. Um, but I think that you know adding Danny Green, adding adding Dwight Howard, two guys that came from the Lakers last year and won a championship last year are going to bring that pedigree into that locker room. Um, you got rid of Al Horford which was a chunky fit next to a clunky fit rather Completely next to uh, Joel Embiid, yeah. um, you know, and, and just didn't, didn't quite work out. Um, I do think that they're going to getting Seth Curry, who shoots the three ball incredibly well. You're going to open up that floor for Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid to be able to work their magic. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, their rookie, uh, I think is going to be a good pickup for them as well. And then having Daryl Morey in the front office, you know, um, he provide he he brought something to the table with the Houston Rockets and made them a perennial playoff team. And while Philly has kind of entered into that picture, I do think that Doc Rivers is probably the biggest pickup that uh, the the Sixers made this offseason. And I think that that's a good enough pickup to propel them to that number two spot. And I'm not trying okay. to gloss over uh, your Milwaukee Bucks by any stretch. No, no, um, of course but not. I, you know, we we already kind of went over that in our first episode. Yeah, um, yep. I do think that your Milwaukee Bucks. I do think that Budenholzer, his butt's still in the hot seat. With I agree. In particular, because Giannis did sign that five-year, you know, deal. Yeah. So I, I do think that that puts him in a in a spot where he's got to win. He, he does. He's got Drew Holiday now. It might have bought him some time, but I, if they have another second-round exit or something like that, then I don't see uh, uh, Budenholzer sticking around. I agree. Uh, I moving on uh, in the Eastern Conference for my picks, I do have, and I've got reservations about this one, but I'm going to put it out there. The Brooklyn Nets. I think the Brooklyn Nets are going to creep into that okay. number three spot. Okay. Um, I, and, I, and I think that because... Anytime that you have Kevin Durant uh, and Kyrie Irving on the floor, I do think that they are going to win. I think they're going to win basketball games. And I think that's going to be enough to get them in a weak Eastern Conference. I think that that's going to get them to some spots where they're going to be able to, uh, you know, they're going to take that number three spot. Okay. Um, You know, 
There is, I do have questions with regards to their chemistry. I do have questions sure, with sure. regards to their health. Uh, you know, the numbers that KD has been putting up thus far in the preseason, he's looked really good. Yeah. Um, yes, he, 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 he maybe not quite as explosive, but his jumper is, is still as smooth as can be. Still and, you know, and as Stu Lance uh, of the Lakers always says, you can't teach height. And, and you know what I mean? Can. And, and, and <laughs> KD has that. He has that in spades. And yes, you know what does. I mean? His high release and whatnot, it creates opportunities for him to hit jump shots from all over the floor. And he's got just enough step, it seems, in the preseason thus far that he can still get to the rim. Kyrie, I've got question marks all over the place with regards to his mental health and uh, his ability to get along long term. I do think that the Brooklyn Nets could potentially be the Los Angeles Clippers this year. As the Clippers okay. were last year, I think that even though you put all these big names together, you sign Joe Harris to his big contract and et cetera, et cetera. I do think that there are some chemistry issues. And But the Clippers, despite their chemistry issues, were still good enough to get to that you know number two spot last year in the Western Conference. That's a great point. So I do think the Brooklyn Nets could end up in that number three spot. Okay. Uh, okay. And, you know, again, coaching too. You've you got Steve Nash there. Um, you know, yeah. what is that coaching staff going to do when they face adversity? How is that going to look? Uh, my number four pick for the Eastern Conference is going to be the Miami Heat. Okay. Um, I do think they're going to jump one spot. I, okay. I don't, they were a number five seed last year coming out of the bubble, but I do think that they're number four in the, in the Eastern Conference. I think that going to the championship last year, they've got a lot of returning players. They added Avery, Avery Bradley. Um, you've got arguably the best coach or one of the best coaches in, um, you know, in the NBA and Eric Spolstra, a guy that's a really good tactician. And I do think that he is going to be, uh, they are going to be rather um, in that number four spot. Uh, another year with Jimmy Butler, you re-signed Goran, uh, you got Bam Adebayo coming in. You got a lot of good things. You lost Jay Crowder, but you know you can plug holes. Avery Bradley's there. I, I think you guys are in good shape. The Miami Heat. This leaves Boston. You know this was kind of a struggle because I think Boston is really good, and they're a great I think so team. Too. Yeah. And I yeah. think Jason Tatum's primed to make another leap this year. Same with Jalen Brown. The problem is, is that all of the teams that I chose ahead of Boston have a go-to guy. I think down the stretch. Great point, Mike. And Great I don't point. know if Boston has that. I think Jason Tatum is turning into that player. You've got yep. health issues yep. and health concerns with Kemba Walker. Um, you yep. know, he's not going to be playing for until, you know, January uh, at some point. So I do think that, um, you know, while as cohesive as a team as they are and as good as of a coach as Brad Stevens is, you know, Jason Tatum could be that man. He could take another leap. Um, it could be even in the MVP conversation, but I do think that uh, they lack that go-to guy down the stretch uh, right now. I, I just don't know who that is. Is it going to be Jalen? Is it going to be Jason Tatum? Is it going to be Kemba Walker? Um, and, and, you know, once again, you're rolling with a lot of the same lineup that you've had the last few seasons. And, you know, eventually you got to make some moves if you're Danny Ainge and, and put your money where your mouth is and you're either going to have to make a trade you could have gone out and, you know, when you still had Gordon Haywood, you could have gone out and got Miles Turner. Yes, um, yes, you, you know, have. so your center spot is a little suspect. Yep. And all the other teams, I think, are pretty well set in the center position, which is why I give Boston number five. Okay. Um, I think Toronto. Toronto is next up on my list. Okay. Um, you know, you 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 returning a lot of the same guys. You've got one of the best coaches in the Eastern Conference, and Nick Nurse, the reigning coach of the year. Um, you know. You lost Mark, you lost uh, to the Lakers, you lost Serge Ibaka to the Clippers. Um, but you did, you know, make some other you did make some other good moves. And uh, you know, you you signed Fred Van Vliet, um, which is obviously a great pickup. Um, you know, so I do think that um, the, the the Toronto Raptors are gonna be there. All right, now comes the two that I think are going to maybe, you know, people might question me on, but Hear me out. Sounds good. Washington Wizards. I think the Wizards okay. finally make a break and, and a breakthrough into the Eastern Conference playoff picture. And I do think they end up in a number seven spot. Okay. 
the reason is Russell Westbrook. Um, you've yes. got a healthy yep. player. John Wall has been historically pretty bad when it comes to his injury history. And I do think that uh, he is going to, you know, uh, having Russell Westbrook there, having a healthy guy, as much as I dog on him, I do think that he is a guy that's going to help propel you into the playoff picture. A return with him and Scotty Brooks, I think is good enough. Uh, Mo Wagner is there. You got Thomas Bryant, um, who shoots well around the rim, shoots threes. Um, and then Bradley Beal. I mean, Bradley Beal in the GM survey this year was ranked as the number two shooting guard in the NBA. Wow. And I don't think that's any slouching, you know, that's no, nothing to, to, to scoff at. Um, no, definitely not. So I do think that they're good enough. They're going to put up points. Okay. I don't know I if can, defensively they're going to be it. good enough, but I do think that the Eastern Conference is the weaker conference. And I do Completely think that they agree. have enough yep. to energize that, that team and to propel them into that number okay. seven spot. And leapfrog teams like Orlando and Indiana that made the playoff picture last year. I could totally see it, Mikey. Yep. And last but not least, here is my number eight pick for the Eastern Conference. The Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, okay. I do think the Atlanta Hawks are going to squeak in into that eight, pit, eight spot. I, do, I don't think they're going to get very many more than 40 wins this season. If that, it's a 72-game season, that would put them above uh, 500, technically speaking, for the season. So I do think they're going to end up in the 30-35 range. Okay. Um, however, I think that... The additions of the veterans that they added on that roster, um, one of them, and the, probably the biggest one, being Rondo, I do think that that is a good enough move for them to be able to propel them and get them into the NBA playoffs. Um, I think that they have a great coach in Lloyd Pierce, a good young mind. You added Danilo Gallinari, who was a you know fairly prized possession out there in the free in free yeah, agency this last he season. Was, yes, um, you've got Bogdan Bogdanovich, um, who you got signed away from Sacramento, who was at first going to go to your Milwaukee Bucks, and then that was botched. Yeah. Um, but I do think that uh, you know you added Chris Dunn from Chicago, another yeah. good defender, yeah. a guy that can learn from Rajon Rondo. Uh, I do think I just, you know, you didn't lose a whole hell of a lot. And I do think that you, you made some, some really good moves. You still got John Collins. You get to actually see what Clint Capella looks like in the center spot for that yeah, squad. Yeah. You have Trey Young, who, you know, could very easily be the second coming of, of Steph Curry. Um, and I just think that they've got enough momentum with them they can they can win some basketball games, and I, I think that you know their defense could very well improve, and I think that they're going to get in that number eight spot. I don't think okay. I, I do think that Indiana and Orlando, Chris, I do think that those are teams that could very well be in that playoff picture, which are why I have okay. them just right on the yep. outside. Um, but Orlando, they just they got too many question marks. You know, defensively, yep. Steve Clifford's a great coach. But offensively, do they have enough? Markel Fultz, Fultz came on pretty strong last season. But, you know, how well does he improve? Does his shooting continue to improve? Um, you know, I, I just think Jonathan Isaac's going to be out for the season, which hurts them considerably. Um, I just don't know where, you know, Aaron Gordon's there, but he's not a great defender. Does he take a step forward? I just don't know. There's too many question marks there. And I just think Great that point. one bad injury to to one of their main guys and Orlando's out of the mix. Charlotte doesn't have enough. They're going to be an energized franchise with Gordon Haywood, but he's got too many injuries. Dude already hurt his hand. And, yeah, you know, fractured hand yeah, he might be ready to go by the start of the season this next week, but who knows? Uh, LaMelo Ball looks like he's a good, he's going to be a good NBA player. He's already making these ridiculously nice passes. He's shooting the three ball fairly well. Um, again, energized, not enough to get them in the playoffs. Indiana, the model of consistency, right? They're really good, but they've got a rookie coach. You don't know what the situation with Victor Oladipo is. You have to figure out who's going to play between Sabonis and Miles Turner. You've got too many question marks. TJ Warren, can he continue the success that he had in the bubble? He put up a 50-point game, 50-point-plus game in, in the bubble. Can he continue to make a leap forward? Uh, can he contribute in other ways? He's not a great rebounder. He's not a good assist guy. Um, is he going to be able to make that uh, that continue that progression forward for that squad? 
I just sure. don't know. Uh, your boy uh, Malcolm Brogdon's there, yes, but I don't think he's much of a difference maker. He's consistent, but I don't know if he's good enough to, to you know, if Victor Oladipo's down for the count or something like that. I don't know if he's good enough to keep them in the playoff hunt. So those are my top teams. Chicago could very well sneak in. Um, a lot of that is just dependent on what kind of leaps they make defensively. Uh, you lost sure. Chris Dunn. Yep. Zach Levine, he can score the ball with the best of them, but he doesn't play a lick of defense. Maybe Billy Donovan is able yeah. to coax something out of Chicago. I just don't see it in the Eastern Conference. They're they're you know they're a twenty some odd win team, but I don't see they're good enough as being in the playoffs. But I do think that you know they could create some sort of lightning in a bottle type situation and sneak in. But yeah, dude, I, I just think that Atlanta's going to get that final playoff spot. I think that would be an excellent uh, uh, you know story for the NBA and the Eastern Conference. I think they would want that that youth. In, in the playoffs. Sure. And I think that would be a fun series if you had Milwaukee as a number one seed and Atlanta as a number eight. I yeah, think that, I that see would be that being a very you know, entertaining that'd be a fun series. series. Yeah. So anyway, so those are my top picks in the Eastern Conference. New York, whatever. That's New York. Uh, get them out of here. Um, you know, I, I just don't see much coming else uh, out of the Eastern Conference. Uh, sure. But that those are my picks, my friend. Awesome. Hey, Mikey, uh, I thought you gave us some really, really great analysis there and a great breakdown, rundown of the Eastern Conference. Um, all right, guys, I, I, you know, look, uh, Mikey and I did not go over our picks ahead of time, but we're similar on a lot of things, but slightly different. So I'm going to jump in, and I'm very much in agreement with Mikey. I, I like my Milwaukee Bucks, again, at the top, mainly because Giannis signed the extension. Um, you know, Mikey, you hinted on this. Everybody can take a big sigh of relief. Us Bucks fans, of course, were stoked. I think my brother and I talked about it for an hour and a half that night on the phone. Um, so, you know, we're, we're excited. We're, we're ready to go. And, you know, I agree. I think the pressure is on booty this year. Uh, we can't have another early exit from the playoffs. So, uh, but I'm with you, you know, Giannis signing that extension, I think changes a lot of things. Milwaukee did get better in the off season. I think they will be better than they were, uh, last year and the year before, uh, which I know is saying something, but you know, we'll see what happens. So Bucks still at the top. Number two, I've got a little a little bit of a surprise for you. Oh, oh, yes. I like surprises. You, you, you had your Sixers there, yeah. you know, but you talked about this team. I've actually got the Nets coming in at number two. Really? Okay, okay. And, I, you know, maybe I'm, I'm reading too much into the preseason, but I am very much in agreement with you. I like how KD has looked so far. Um, you know, I, I still <laughs> need to see it with Kyrie, but... Uh, you know, I, I, I think he's coming around a little bit. You know, we'll see what happens and how they all gel together and everything. But I'm liking what I've seen so far. You know, Kyrie's out on the floor burning sage and stuff like that. I mean, you know, I, hey, you know, uh, it, maybe he's turned a corner. We'll see. You know, I, I'm not really sure. But um, if he can keep it together for a whole season and they can gel, the Nets kind of scare me a little bit. They're yeah. already playing a little bit better than I thought they would. So, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. So that's there's my first surprise with the Nets. I And again, maybe I'm reading too much into the couple games we've seen out of them. But I like what KD, I, I like the supporting cast there with Harris and, and Dinwiddie and some of the other guys they have there. So yeah, Karis LeVert. Yeah. Karis LeVert, yeah, for sure. So Jared Allen. There, yeah, yeah, you know, they're, they are a good team. They're, so. good, they're a deep team. They're a deep team. And uh, that is why I've got the Nets sneaking in at number two. At number three, I have the Miami Heat. I see Ooh, them okay. taking okay. a jump forward as well. I know you had them going up one spot to number four. And it, I toiled with this a little bit of where exactly to land the Heat. But I do think they're going to take a step forward, win more games than they did this, this past season. I like them. I think the Heat, you know, past the Celtics, uh, I, I like the returning cast. I like that that team is pretty well still intact. You know, with Bam and Goron, uh, of course, Jimmy Butler and uh, yeah, Tyler Hero is fantastic. So, um, you know, I, I like the Heat. Again, I think they're going to take that stuff forward. I think they're going to win more regular season games. I love Eric Spolstra as a coach. So I've got Miami sneaking in there at the number three spot. Okay, okay. And that leaves the Celtics at number four. I've got Boston at number four. And again, this was a tough one 
a really tough one as far as three through five goes as far as trying to get my seating here but I think Boston's going to sneak into the four again but I'm very much with you as far as why I have them at number four I look I to be honest with you with the way this team is currently constructed yes I think Jason Tatum will take another step forward Mm -hmm. but I think we've seen the ceiling with this team it's pretty much the same team yeah it's the same coach and I think it's a better Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference is much better than it was two years ago or three years ago, in my opinion. And I don't think Boston is significantly better. I think they're a really good team. They've got young players who are getting better. But as you pointed out, Mikey, there isn't kind of still that go-to guy down the stretch. I'm not convinced that it's Tatum, that he can single-handedly score and put them on his shoulders. And I don't think it's Kemba Walker as talented as he is. So... I've got the Celtics at four, but I think we've kind of seen the ceiling out of this team, and that's why I don't think Boston breaks into the top three. Even though they were this past season, I don't see that happening. At five, I've oh. got your Philadelphia 76 My Philadelphia Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Had to throw that in there. Okay, Look, okay, okay. Um, I thought you made some good points with it, but I'll say this. I, As much as I do love Doc Rivers, he didn't, we all know he didn't get the Clippers as far as they should have went all of those seasons. And I'm not sure. convinced he can come in and fix the chemistry issues that they have right now and get them to play cohesively. Now, I am in agreement with you. I like the offseason moves that they made. I think Doc will be a better coach than what they had in place. But for me, I guess it's just this thing. I want to see it I guess before I believe it type of thing I'm just not sold on the Sixers I'm still not sold on Joel Embiid and the Ben Simmons marriage together maybe they'll prove me wrong you know I I, I wouldn't mind seeing that I, I you know I would like to see Philly play up to their potential I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing that so but I'm just not sold okay. I, I, I'm okay. still a uh I'm still a, a, a Sixers doubter so okay. Okay. Um, but we'll see maybe they will prove me wrong um, again, it, you know, if Doc had a little better track record with the Clippers, I, I would probably feel a little bit differently about that. But okay. it's almost like, I, again, I, I, that being all of that being said, I wouldn't be shocked if the Sixers finished in the number two or number three spot. I wouldn't. But for me, I'm just not yeah. sold on it yet. So Fair that enough. leaves me with the Raptors at number six. Okay. Um, I think we're in agreement with having with having yeah. Toronto in that sixth spot. Um, you know, Nick Nurse, great coach. I think he's gotten this team to overachieve every single year he's been there. But, you know, look, I, they've got some good young guys who took a step forward. You know, I like OG a lot. I, I, everybody likes him a lot. You know, they, they brought uh, Freddie Van Bleet back. You know, we still have Kyle Lowry. But when you look at the additions that the other teams in the East made, I, I think Toronto now kind of is starting to fall back just a little bit. Um, I don't know if they can continue to overachieve the way they did the last couple years now with the Eastern Conference getting better and better, primarily because of the next two teams I'm going to touch on as well. I think the bottom of the East just got a lot tougher than it was the last couple of years. I think you've got eight nine bona fide teams that are belong in the playoffs you okay. could you could run it back the last couple of years and you could take that eight seed and be like you know let's throw them out you know even sure. even orlando this past year yeah hats off to them but they weren't that good they wouldn't have came close to making the playoffs in the west the year before that the pistons might have been one of the worst eight seeds in nba history <laughs> they were horrible so i think it's a deeper deeper conference now but all that being said I think Toronto falls back a little bit. I, I just, yeah, they brought Freddie back, but compared to the moves that the other teams made, I don't think it was quite enough to kind of keep up, to keep on that trajectory of keeping a top three seed in the East. Okay, so, okay. Um, that leaves me to my number 17. Yeah. You talked about them substantially, and I like the Hawks a lot too. I think they're going to get, not wow. only get in, they're going to get in as the seventh seed. Wow. Okay. I really, okay. really like the the backcourt additions and again you touched on it so i won't spend a whole lot of time but dude trey young i was a big fan of him coming out of oklahoma and the way that he could shoot the ball he's lived up to in the nba now with a much better supporting cast watch out this dude could could take off trey young is the real deal bogdanovich coming over as you pointed out chris dunn coming in 
He plays good defense. And when Dunn doesn't necessarily have to be the guy, um, look, this guy can fill up a, a stat sheet. He was a two-time Big East player of the year at Providence, and he did everything for them. You know, we didn't quite see it all the way around with the Bulls, but I could argue that, you know, they didn't do a very good job of building that team around him. Correct. Dunn, I think, is going to step into this role. And, guys, if he can be that jack-of-all-trades guy that he was in college where he's racking up rebounds, assists, steals, doing a little bit of everything – Watch out, man. Watch yeah. out. Uh, bringing Rondo on board and his experience. The guy just won an NBA title again, guys, with the Lakers last year. And, and he looked good doing it. I mean, that yeah. was the best we've seen Rondo in a long, oh, long yeah. time. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there was times where he was the third best player on the Lakers at times yeah. in the playoffs and, and the finals. So, yeah. Absolutely. You can bring him in. And then you've already touched on, you know, they land Gallinari as well. And you've already got Clint Capella there. He's going to step in. We can see what he can do. I like that team a lot. I, I like them to get in as the seven seed. Wow. So I'm with, I'm with Mikey very high on them. And then number eight is going to be the Washington Wizards. Oh, I agree. Okay. I think Washington's okay. going to get in. I like the combination of Westbrook and Beal. I I think they they slide in. Um, I, that being said, I, I think that they're going to be in by probably a good three, four, five games. I think the golf is going to be a little bit there between them and the next group of teams. So, okay, okay. But just based off that pairing, you know, Westbrook and Beal alone, even, you know, this, whatever the sporting cast may be, and I, I agree with you, I think they're going to be lacking defensively, but... When you start to look at the other teams that are going to be below them, possibly in the East, I just don't think it matters too much because they're going to have way more offensive firepower than the rest of those teams. So I like Washington to get in. Uh, and again, I think it'll be somewhat comfortably, maybe a four or five game cushion. We'll see. Uh, as far as those other teams just on the fringe, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm very much with you. I've got Orlando there. I've got the Pacers and then I've got the Hornets would probably be in that okay. order. But again, I think, um, you know, no Jonathan Isaac for Orlando. I don't necessarily think they got that much better compared to Washington, compared to Atlanta and a few of the other teams. And then, you know, I touched on in one of one of the other podcasts, but, uh, you know, I, I just don't think Indiana is going to be that good this year. I think they they have their own chemistry issues, and I think they just kind of foobar their, uh, their offseason, to be honest. You know, yeah. I think they had some opportunities, and you touched on it. And they missed on him. Rookie head coach, I, I don't know. There's too much stuff that has to kind of fit and, and break to go right uh, for, you know, Indiana to stay in the playoff mix, in my opinion. So I think the Pacers are going to drop off. I think that's going to be the one team where you look from last year that might have the most significant drop. Um, that being said, heading into the next season they might also be one of the teams that could have the quickest like repair to get back in absolutely you know so yeah um and then bottom of the barrel dude uh the knicks bulls pistons and Cavs. i'll be honest i don't expect anything from any of these teams and i'll go along even farther i think the cleveland cavaliers are going to be absolutely atrocious and just Ugh. awful yeah anybody i don't care if it's preseason or not it could be a pickup basketball game at a random park in north dakota <laughs> And if you get beat by 36 by the Knicks, that is not a good sign. Uh, that is exactly what happened to the Cavs. I believe it was just last night or two nights ago. Yes, yeah. Uh, and they were down by 37 at halftime. This Cavs team is going to be terrible. Yeah, was a uh, <laughs> you know, uh, maybe they'll win 10 games, 10 and 62. Ooh, I don't you know. think so? I huh? say, you think uh, they're going to be that lowly? Huh? I think they're going to be that lowly. I think wow. Cleveland is just going to be awful. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe they'll prove me wrong, but. Uh, you know, there you go. I think the golf is actually very big this year in the East as far as your playoff teams and like that bottom tier is going to gotcha. be pretty okay. substantial. Okay. More so than we've seen the last few years. Well, hands down, I mean, you're, you're the worst teams in the NBA, and you touched on them, are coming out of the Eastern Conference. Yeah, um, I totally You know, agree. Cleveland and Detroit, uh, you know, I think are going to be bad. I, I You know, Detroit's offseason moves – we're not good at all, um, you know, signing like 500 different centers. Um, you know, you constantly have to worry about the health of Blake Griffin. Yep. I mean, that dude yep. is just, he's Mr. Glass, yep. um, you know, and, and he can throw Thomas Bryant to the ground all he wants. 
and laugh about it. But at the end of the day, that's the one, the dude that, you know, you can blow on the guy and he hurts himself and he's down for 20 games. <laughs> so, I, you know, I don't know what he's laughing about. But, um, you know, they, they've got guard trouble up the wazoo. You know, Dwayne Casey, you know, and he's earning his paycheck. But I just don't know that the front office did much to help him there in Detroit. And, yeah, Cleveland's just bad. I think New York makes a step forward. I think Tom Thibodeau is okay, a good enough coach. That. Yeah, I you know, can he's see gonna, that. He's going to – he's going to be that college kind of a coach and he's old school and he's going to try and drive these guys. And, you know, I think unfortunately, you know, he's not a number, he's not a number one option on any team, but he's going to be a number one option. And that's uh, Julius Randle. Yeah. Uh, He's going to be their number one option, I'm afraid. Um, And, uh, you know, RJ Barrett, we'll, we'll see what happens with him. But I mean, you know, you you Omari Spellman, uh, no Omari Spellman, um, the their their rookie that they got there um, in New York. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, he he's going to be, uh, you know, uh, yeah, Obi Toppin. Sorry, uh, you know, he, dude, I love Obi Toppin. Yeah, I mean, he he looks pretty good in the preseason so far. Uh, but again, you know, they didn't do enough uh, to really move that needle. I don't I don't think that they're they're going to win some more games. They're going to be more competitive. They're not going to be. A doormat team, but yeah, I agree. I don't think that they're they're doing, uh, uh, they're not doing much. Um, so now that we've talked about the Eastern Conference and and we're ending on New York on the East Coast, let's let's switch our focus over here to the Western Conference. Sounds um, good. Yes. And I'm going to actually turn the floor over to you. All right. And I'm going to let right. you give me your Western Conference picks. And uh, yeah, so Chris, tell me. What do you think? Good. What do you think about the Western Conference? Though, All right. Friend? All right, Mikey. No surprises at the top. And, you know, in our previous podcast, we talked about it when we broke down the, you know, the offseason and so on and so forth. But the Lakers, I love the Lakers. I thought they got much better. You know, the defending champs got better. We've already talked about their additions they made. Um, I've mentioned it before, but when you can add the two top bench scorers from the league from the previous year to your team, um that is a huge get uh but it, not just that i like everything that they did across the board there's nothing that happened that suggests to me that the lakers aren't going to be the top team in the west so i love the lakers at the top um look i think anthony davis is going to have a great season Absolutely. i think uh you know um uh, watch out he's going to be right there you know even if he, with Giannis, as far as mvp conversations go i've got him right up there Along with Luca, I think that's your three-headed monster for the MVP heading into this year. Um, so speaking of Luca, that brings me to my number two team. Surprise, surprise! I have the Dallas Mavericks. Really, at number two. Wow. Okay. I, I like okay. what they did last year. I like the continuity. I like the head coach in Rick Carlisle. I very much just in and look. I I know. Dallas is still very much dependent on Luca and and Christos, you know, as far as what's going to make it work. But um, hey, I love those two guys, and I think I think Porzingis is going to be healthier this year, uh, and I just think the continuity is going to help them. I know it's a big jump, uh, you know, from from a seven to a two, but you know they gave the Clips all they could handle in the playoffs. Uh, you know, it was, it was pretty impressive for a team as inexperienced as they are. I think they got a little bit of value, excuse me, valuable experience from that. Um, and they're one of these teams here that I, I don't think has a question mark about their chemistry where some of these other teams do. Mm-hmm. And that's why, surprise, surprise, they're my surprise pick. I think there's going to be at least one team that really surprises everybody. And I, for me, it's the Dallas Mavericks. Wow. I'm really high on them. And again, I, I like Carlisle a lot as the coach. Uh, I, I just like what they've done there. So uh, the number three team, Denver Nuggets. I like wow. Denver a lot. Uh, I think Denver did an, and they've done a great job the last couple years. And they continue to kind of float along under the radar. They're not going to get the headlines that the Lakers and Clippers get. And, you know, we understand why. Um, but I still think they're floating a little bit under the radar for a team that was in the Western Conference Finals last year, won as many games as they did, I am still, you know, I still think we're not talking, or you and I talk about them plenty, but the other pundits out there maybe aren't talking about the Nuggets quite as much. I I, I like them a lot. I think they're going to be right there. 
Um, we'll see what happens if they decide to screw it up and, and trade for James Harden, although I don't think that that's going to happen. So I, I, I don't see that being it. But, you know, Jamal Murray, I loved what he did in the bubble in the playoffs. Um, you know, I think he's, he's going to take another step forward as well. So I like the Nuggets. I think they've got a good foundation in place from the last two years that allows them to build and, and maintain that top four status in the West. So I've got them at number three. Okay. And as much time as we've spent trying to break down this, this team, uh, Kawhi and Paul George, I've got the Clippers coming in at number four. Again, the cumulative talent on the team, making the change to Ty Lewitt, the head coaching position. You know, we've got a lot of questions, and we hinted on this in, in some of our other episodes. Uh, but just with the talent that's there, I think Ty Lue is going to get it going a little bit better. I think they're going to figure out this load management thing a little bit better in year two. And I think Paul George is going to be healthier, both mentally and physically. And I think that allows him to take a step forward. Look, I still don't think it's going to be the Paul George of, of a couple years ago from OKC where he was a top three MVP candidate, but I think he's going to be better than he was last year. Okay. So that's why I've got the clips in at number four. Utah Jazz coming in at number five. You know, I think, uh, okay. you know, we kind of forgot about the Jazz, you know, after the the season was kind of suspended. We had the issues there with... Uh, with uh, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, but again, uh, very much a team. I like the head coach there in Quinn Snyder. I think he's a great coach. Uh, I like what he's done the last couple years. I like Mike Conley at the point guard. I think the Jazz are going to come back healthier and ready to go. The bubble wasn't real good to them, but again, they they were missing some guys. They weren't fully healthy as well. I think they're going to come back very much so, like how they were playing before the suspension of the season last year. So I like Utah. I think they're going to kind of jump right back into that top five or six. I don't think Utah is a top four team, but I like them right around number five or number six. That leads me to the number six team and the Portland Trailblazers. Okay. So I've got okay. Portland right there. I think they are going to be back in the playoffs. I mean, you know, Dame time, Damian Lillard, um, you know, uh, I just I just like what he brings to the table. We touched on LaMelo coming off the bench, or Carmelo, excuse me, uh, coming off the bench in our last episode a little bit. Uh, we both, you know, bought that. I'm buying that as well. Uh, I think I think Portland did some good things at the end of, the, of last season that they can build off of. And again, you know, Damian Lillard, I just think, is going to take another step forward. Uh, so I like Portland. I, I think they're going to come in at number six. And that's going to lead possibly to a couple surprises here to round okay. things out. Okay. At number seven, yeah. I've got the Golden State Warriors really? getting back into the playoffs. Oh, okay. Even okay. though we don't have Klay Thompson, we know um, we're going to have a healthy Steph Curry. We've got Draymond Green. Um, you know, we've got the former overall, overall uh, top pick in Wiggins. We'll have to see how he works out there. So... You know, there's some pieces uh, in the and then you know the the draft picks as well. Golden State uh, added, but with a healthy team, uh, I, I think Golden State is going to get back to winning some basketball games this year. Um, you know, we all knew that they were going to be pretty awful going into this past year, just with everything they had to deal with. When Steph got hurt, we we pretty much knew that. But I think the Warriors are going to be ready to get back in, even though they aren't going to have Clay. I think the rest of that cast with Draymond and stuff and so on, uh, you know, Steve Kerr still there as as the coach. Yeah. I think they're re- they're going to be ready to get back to winning games instead okay. of losing okay. games. So that's why I've got the Warriors in at number seven. Okay. And rounding it out. Yeah, who's your number eight pick? Number guy? eight pick. The Phoenix Suns. Wow. Okay. All right. I like Devin Booker a lot. Devin Booker is on my short list for MVP candidates. He's not up there with the three that I mentioned, but I've got him in the mix for sure. You know, talking about Booker, if you look at him, his shooting percentage has gone up every year in the league. It substantially, guys, by a couple of percentage points. Not just he shot a half a percentage point better, a couple percentage points better. This guy shot almost 49% from the field last year for for a volume type scorer. That is really, really good. 
Uh, I like Booker a lot. I think the addition of Chris Paul is going to free him up even more. Uh, I think DeAndre Ayton takes a step forward, and, you know, hopefully he can be healthy, but... I like the Suns to emerge as that team in that kind of next group there that is able to make the leap and get in the playoffs. I'm taking them mainly because, again, I really love Devin Booker a lot. And I I think the marriage with Chris Paul is going to work. I really do. We'll see what happens. Um, You know, if, if Chris Paul doesn't necessarily buy in, that could end up being a disaster. But I don't see that being the case. I'm high on Phoenix. I've got them in. But... I have a very competitive, you know, bubble or next group of teams in the West. Okay. I, I, I've got the Pelicans as the next team just out. I think they're going to be right there in the mix. You know, let's see if Zion can be healthy the entire year. Look, yeah. I love Zion Williamson and his athletic ability and all the things he brings to the table. But again, for the same reasons, I'm still not sold on Joel Embiid. I got to see a guy do this for more than three games in a row. I mean, okay. the, the NBA doesn't play a college schedule. We don't play 30 games. Right. Even this year, we're playing 72 games. You have to do it over a longer period sure. than that. So let's see what happens. You know, if Zion has a full healthy season, Pelicans could be really good. I wouldn't be surprised if they were in the playoffs. I really wouldn't. But right now, I've got them just out. I think uh, the Warriors and the Suns just squeak it out. Okay. Uh, I've got the Spurs in that mix. I've got the Rockets in that mix. The Rockets could be the wild card. Just not knowing what's going on with James Harden and everything, yeah. you know, we'll see. If they do trade Harden, maybe that changes. Uh, we'll see. And again, I need John Wall to prove to me he can play an entire year yeah. healthy. healthy. I, I love, I yeah, love yeah. how he's looked, and I think that they could be good, but... You know, let's see if he can do the whole way. And then I've got the Grizzlies in that mix. Okay. And I like John Morant a lot. He yeah. was great this last year, Rookie of the Year. He looked fantastic. Just because of his abilities. And th- this guy, I had the opportunity to watch him a couple times, uh, excuse me, a couple years in college. And not many people probably watched Murray State play ba- basketball in college. But the progression that this guy made was phenomenal and then the progression from his last year in college to his first year in the nba again another big step i think he's going to take another big step this year that keeps the grizzlies in that mix i believe so yeah okay um and then the bottom of the barrel you know i don't really see the timberwolves kings or thunder really having a legitimate chance at getting in the playoffs now you know hey if, uh, if James Harden is traded to Siberia, like we talked about last time, and the Timberwolves, maybe that gets them in the mix, but I yeah. don't see any of that happening. So, again, I think a, a pretty big gulf between those bubble teams versus those bottom-of-the-barrel teams, as I like to call them. So, sure. that's how I see the West. I've got a couple surprises in there. Yeah. Um, okay. Mikey, I yeah. am very much excited to hear what, what your take is being a Lakers fan. I want to see how you think this beast that we call the West in the Western Conference is going to go in 2021. Mikey, what do you yeah. think? All right. So um, first off, I, I do think that the Lakers are arguably head and shoulders above everybody else. We I talked agree. about that yeah. on the, the inaugural Balls and Beards podcast. Um, I don't think it needs to go much more into it. Um, you know, you look at the preseason, we handled both the first two games against the Clippers fairly handily um, without LeBron and without AD. The two games against the Phoenix Suns, uh, we they Phoenix got out to these big leads, 20-some-odd points. Both times, the Lakers were able to come back and actually win the game. Last night's game, we only won by one point. However, Anthony Davis looks like he's ready for the beginning of the season, right? Yeah, he, he had does. 35 points, yeah. six boards, three blocks, two steals. He made six three-pointers. He shot ridiculous from the field. Um, you know, we hit over, we hit 50% of our threes last night. Uh, we look solid. Uh, defensively, we're still figuring things out. Coach Vogel kind of uh, alluded to that last night, that we're still figuring things out. That's going to be a work in progress. However, I do think we are that number one team in the Western Conference. My number two pick is the Denver Nuggets. I do okay. think I do think okay. Denver makes another step forward. Okay. Uh, they re-signed Paul Millsap, which was a good move. They got Jermichael Green away from the Clippers. He can play Great a small point. ball five. He can shoot the. He's a, a power forward. He can shoot the three. 
I think the uh, the Argentinian, uh, Campazzo, uh, played overseas. Um, you know, he's kind of this wizard with the basketball, but um, he's no, you know, slouch either. Uh, you know, you lost Jeremy Grant, that sucks. But he only averaged like six, seven points. I mean, he was a good defender and he guarded multiple positions for them. But I don't think that he was that much of a difference maker. I think some of these other guys they brought in are going, like Jermichael Green, are going to be able to fill point. that. They're yeah. going to stop, you know, they're going to yeah. fill that that void. And Mike, and Mike Malone's a great coach. And playing up there in Denver is going to, you know, certainly help that squad. And having a healthy joker, Lord willing, who comes into camp, not the, the you know, a behemoth that he was last year. Fair enough. I think yeah. he's going. And Jamal Murray. I mean, kind of like what you were touching on with uh, yeah. with Devin Booker. I mean, Jamal Murray had a coming out party in the bubble yeah, and in did. the playoffs yeah, last year. Yep. And I think yep. that that's going to continue working that way towards it. Uh, my number three pick is the Clippers. I think the Clippers, okay. I kind of went back and All forth right. with whether okay. or not I was going to put Clippers number two or number three. I do think the Clippers are going to end up in that number three seed. I think that you know, there's questions that I have about the leadership abilities of a Kawhi Leonard, of a Paul George. Paul George signed that extension. You don't know what Kawhi is going to do. You don't know what Ty Lue is going to be able to accomplish. You don't have a floor general. We kind of touched on that yeah, uh, before. Yeah. You know, uh, you lost Montrez Harrell, who I don't think, you know, you, you can't understate how much uh, of, a, of, a, of a thing that is. You did get Serge Ibaka. We did kind of talk about him. Luke Kennard, too many injury, uh, too many injury, injury prone seasons. Sure. Not, to, I'm not sold on that. You lost Landry Shamit. I just don't know. You know, there's too many question marks. But the talent is there. So kind of Absolutely. like a Brooklyn. Yes. You've got name recognition. You've got talent, uh, and I think that's going to propel you. And you've got good enough defense. I think that's going to get you to the number three spot. But I do think that some of these, because of the bloodbath in the Western Conference, I think number two through six, arguably, on my list, you could argue that these teams could jockey for position. Sure. My number four pick is actually going to be the Utah Jazz. Okay. Um, I, I do think last year the Jazz played in, you know, in the playoffs without... Um, uh, uh, um, I'm stuttering on his name. Uh, the European guy. Uh, <laughs> forgive me. But you played without him. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you Jordan Clarkson was a, a sixth man of the year, you know, candidate last year. Great point. Um, he yep. played really well. You're going to yep. have another season, uh, and Lord willing, a healthy season out of Mike Conley. I think yeah. that's going yeah. to do wonders for them. Um, you know, you added Derek Favors, you got him away from New Orleans. I think that's a good move. You brought him back into the fold. Yep. I do think you did uh, um, some good things. And um, as you, you touched on it as well, um, you do have Quinn Snyder, who's a great young coach and a guy that I think is going to be able to continue coaxing the best out of him. And you've got a Donovan Mitchell there who, when, worse, when push comes to shove, is a guy that you can give the ball to down the stretch. And he's going to make plays for you, either totally for agree. himself yeah. or for others. I agree. And you still have Rudy Gobert anchoring that middle, and I think that that's going to go a long way. And they're going to they're going to end up in that number four spot. Sure. I think Dallas is number five, and okay. I, I think that you brought up some excellent points concerning the squad. Rick Carlisle, Carlisle is one of the brightest coaches in the NBA. You did lose Steven Silas, who's now the head coach of the Houston That's Rockets. That's a great point, And he Mikey. was yep. considered to be the architect of the offense that was an NBA history, you know, uh, making offense last year. Um, so I think there, there's something to be said for that by losing him on, this, on the bench. Um, you know, Luca, he had a coming out party last year. Um, he he's, he's arguably could do it again. I do think that there's just some questions with regards to Chris Stapp's health. Um, you know, can he be counted on for long stretches to play basketball? And if he's healthy, then yes, you can make an argument that they're going to end up in a number in a top four spot. And it's a valid concern. Absolutely. Luca is absolutely, absolutely an MVP candidate. In fact, in the GM survey that was recently taken, he is the favorite amongst NBA executives to win the MVP. But I just think that there's too many question marks with regards to the unicorn. And I'm not sure that, you know, Dwight Powell and some of these other guys that they have on that squad are going to be enough to fill that void that Chris Stapps, uh, losing Chris Stapps in the lineup sure. is going to right. bring. Yes, you got Josh Richardson, good pickup. James Johnson, good pickup. 
but I just don't know. You lost Steph Curry. He was one of your guys that was able to stretch the floor and allowed Luka to kind of work his magic into the paint. So I'm just not sure. But I do think that Dallas is going to make a leap. I do think that they're going to be competitive. And again, I do think that number two through six, they can jockey for position. I don't think that these teams are, I'm certainly not, you know, cementing this in stone. No. Portland is my number six pick. I do. We both agree on that one. Um, But outside of the Lakers, Portland is the only one that we actually agree with. Actually, they're the only two that we agree with. I think Portland getting Robert Covington um, was a huge move for them. Derek Jones Jr. away from Miami. You go out there and you get Ennis Cantor again. You get Harry Giles. You re-sign Carmelo Anthony. He's assuming to be taking this role off. Excuse me, this role off the bench. You're able to keep Rodney Hood. Um, I do think that they do enough. You've got arguably the best backcourt in the uh, in the league with uh, C.J. McCollum and. Uh, um, uh, Dame Lillard. So I just, I, and, and again, I think Terry Stotts is a good coach. I think he's underrated. I think he's kind of in a Budenholzer type situation, however, that they, I agree. have they gone as far as they can go yeah. with this with this roster? And if they don't make any moves and, and play significantly better than they have in years past, I think that Portland moves on from uh, Terry Stotts at the end of I the agree. season. My number seven pick is going to be the Phoenix Suns. All right. Um, okay. Uh, my buddy Nick and I were talking about this the other day, and we were ref- we were talking about it in regards to James Harden. But I think the same could be said for Chris Paul. When you look at, I see Chris Paul doing for the Phoenix Suns what he did for the Thunder last year. Okay. Um, he's that. a guy yeah. that he can yeah. guide a team to the playoffs. He doesn't necessarily win in the playoffs because he often gets right, hurt in the right. playoffs. But he, here's a guy that can guide them to the playoffs, <laughs> and there. he gets he gives you enough. He gives you enough wins. He equates to enough wins that he can get you into the playoffs. Um, but again, Monty Williams was a candidate for the Lakers head coaching job before he took this job in Phoenix, and Frank Vogel ended up in LA. Monty Williams is a great young coach. Yeah. Chris Paul yep. and him, they they were coach and player in, in New Orleans. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that 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 pairing again is going to work wonders. He's going to be, Chris Paul is going to be an extension on the floor for Monty Williams. Um, and already you saw it in the last two games against the Lakers. We started off, the Lakers started off slow, but that offense is going to be something special. And, yeah. and I think yeah. that defensively, if DeAndre Ayton can stay healthy, you know, he's going to anchor that defense. Losing Kelly Oubre is going to be a little bit of a, of a stain, I think, for them. Um, but you got Etwan Moore. You ended up with Jay Crowder, uh, Langston Galloway, and watching those Jay guys Crowder, play. Big addition. Yes, yeah. and watching them to those guys play um, the last two games against the Lakers, they've got a lot to be excited about in the Valley of the Sun. And uh, yeah. you know, I, I think that they're going to end up in the playoffs. My number eight pick, and this is this is going to shock. I got the New Orleans Pelicans okay. making it to okay. that number eight spot. Um, the reason I think that is because you've got a changing of the guard. You don't have uh, um, brain fart. You got Stan Van Gundy there now, um, and you know yeah, he's a he's, a, he's not a great coach. He's not a you know he, he, he's certainly not easy on the eyes. However, <laughs> you you you've got good pieces down there. You're, you've got the most improved player in Brandon Ingram. Yes, you traded away Drew Holiday, but Eric Bledsoe is not a bad player to replace him with. He's not as good defensively, but he gives you 15 points. And outside of his injuries, he's still a solid piece to be on that team. You got Willie Hernan Gomez, and you got Steven Adams to help anchor that middle. And he is a beast. And while he can't shoot the three or do anything like that, he can play around the rim. He proved to be a valuable addition last year in OKC, obviously, in all the years that he played there. He's going to be a guy that's going to anchor that middle. And I think that that's going to work wonders uh, for them. Um, and I do think that you're going to see uh, progress, forward progression from Zion. He put up ridiculous numbers in the preseason. He put up 31 points or something like that here in the last preseason game. Um, and I think he's yeah, – and, and Brandon Ingram. I mean, he looks good. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I mean, he, he – while not maybe in the MVP conversation and he can't be in the most improved conversation, but then again, he could. I don't know. And Lonzo, he's going to have another year under his belt. 
Um, I like Good what points. they did yeah. there in New Orleans, and I, I think that I they have enough. I can feel that pick, Mikey. Yeah, I, I mean, can feel kind that. of like OKC last year, and what I said about Phoenix, I think that they right. could make enough moves. And if Stan can coax enough defense out of them, I think that they're going to be a fairly special team. Good point. I think that's a, a great point right there. I mean, th- think about Stan before he was at the Pistons, right? He went to our, he would, he, they brought him into Orlando, a mm-hmm. young, talented team that had mm-hmm. kind of put that team together via trade and, and elsewhere with a young, dynamic big man in Dwight Howard. And we all know how that ended up. Went pretty darn good right. uh, for Stan and his trip there. Kind of reminds me a little, a, a similarity here, going to New Orleans, a young team again, uh, with a very talented big man kind of anchoring things. So. Yeah. Um, as far as teams looking out on the outside, and again, you know, I, I do think that 7 through 10, 11, 12 is going to be, you know, they're interchangeable. I think the Eastern, Western Conference, excuse me, I do think it's just, just going to be kind of a bloodbath. Houston, I can't put them in the playoffs. You could argue that James Harden, much like Chris Paul, is an automatic decision going into the playoffs. Sure, sure. I just think there's too many questions. You know, there was pictures circulating around the internet, and James Harden looked pretty big. When they asked him what he was doing in Atlanta, what he was doing in Las Vegas, he said he was quote-unquote training with his trainers, even though there's video evidence that he was out at the club. You know... Steven Silas is saying all the right things. He's he's asking the questions. He's playing sure. along. He's playing yeah. the part. But again, you know, that franchise is paying you $40 million. So, of course, yeah. you're going to, you know, the, the yeah. coach is going to say those kinds of things despite what his actions say. I just don't know, depending on who they trade for, if they trade him, which we went into detail about that last week. I just don't know. There's too many question marks for me. And Fair enough. I don't know if the defense is going to be there for that squad. I think that okay. this is a team that will put up a bunch of points, but I don't know defensively if they have enough. You're going to be reliant on DeMarcus Cousins, who's coming off of an injury again. Um, and, you know, if he's healthy, he can play well, but he's not a difference maker and he's not a needle mover. John Wall, same kind of I thing, agree. injury yeah. history. I think Memphis could could make a jump, but again, I don't know. They they played really well last year. You had a lot of young talent on that squad. Is that talent going to hit a sophomore slump? Um, are they going to be continue to be able to play well and not in a, a truncated season? Um, you know, is Jaw going to be able to continue doing the things that he was able to do last season? I don't know. Sure. They could be there, um, but who knows? Uh, Golden State. I, I, you could argue that they're going to end up in the playoffs, but they're reliant on too many unknowns. Draymond Green has not been the same player as he was from a few years ago. That's a good point. He's That's not the, point. The, yeah. the defensive stalwart that he once was. His three-point shooting has gone considerably down. I mean, you're um, living in the past with that. Yes. Yeah, I can admit that. <laughs> Steve, Steve Kerr, great coach. He's going to earn it again this year. Um, you do have some good things going on with that squad with some of the youth. You've got Wiseman, the number two pick. You have a healthy Steph Curry, so anything is possible. You've got Kelly Oubre there. You know, Andrew Wiggins, who knows what he's going to bring to the table. Who knows if he's going to end the season in a Golden State jersey. I just think there's too many question marks on that squad. I don't think that the floor is as spread as Steve Kerr and Steph Curry would like it to be. Steph Curry, though, much like a James Harden, he's a guy that can propel you to get to the playoffs by himself. But the Western Conference, Chris, is just an absolute bloodbath. It is. And I don't know... You know, Sacramento could propose, you know, could pose to be a better team than they sure. have been. Um, you know, Buddy Heald, you, you've got De'Aaron Fox. You, you've got a lot of good things going on. Some enticing you know, things there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, again, I, I don't know. I don't think outside of Minnesota and their lack of defense, I don't know who in the Western Conference is going to be a doormat kind of a team. Um, I'm not entirely sure. San Antonio, it's hard to count out uh, uh, Greg Popovich, but I think they have too many question marks with regards to DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge and the other guys that they have on that squad. It's kind of a squad without an identity, to to say the least, despite two, you know, big-name players. Um, So that one, I I just don't know. Um, But anyway, I I mean, that that wraps up who I think is going to come out of the West. Uh, we're, We're coming short on time here. Um, but yeah, man, it's going to be interesting to see how our, our picks kind of play out, Absolutely, um, you know, and, and we'll have to do a mid season kind of checkup to see where I we're agree. at. See where we're you at. Know? Right. Yeah. yeah kind of come back and visit where, where we were um, right and where we were wrong. But right? yeah, man. Uh, so yeah. So Chris, uh, this has been an excellent NBA preview. 
Um, I hope you guys all enjoyed it out there listening. Uh, Stay tuned for our next regular episode. Um, This has been our NBA Balls and Beards uh, podcast NBA preview uh, episode. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. This is Mikey signing off. Hope you guys have a good one. Chris, anything you want to say in the last 10 Uh, seconds? Yeah, I totally agree, guys. We appreciate the support. I am looking for a Milwaukee Bucks-Los Angeles Lakers finals. You know, uh, I think it's time for that. So that wraps it up, guys. Thanks for joining us. NBA preview in the books. Have a good one, y'all.